That's the classic Yankee Doodle Dandy in color. Aren't you glad to know, boys and girls, because that movie was made in black and white before you were born, that the colors of the American flag are red, white, and blue. <laughs> the process of colorizing classic black and white movies is the subject of this special show called Hollywood's New Vandalism, a title I guess that tips our independently arrived at point of view. I'm Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. And I'm Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. Colorization itself is such an ingenious technological breakthrough that there's a temptation almost to applaud the work that went into it without asking whether it ought to have been done in the first place. February. <laughs> what did you just make? Oh, hi, I'm Chris. It's laser time. Henry Gilbert. I laser am time. Brett Nelson. Tyler. Tyler Wild. Wild. You missed it because for some reason, Henry took us on a whirlwind tour it was of uh, old gay musicals with blackface <laughs> no, scenes. No, no. Oh, the the Holiday Inn is not a gay musical. Oh, well, I, sorry, Judy Garland. I, well, yeah, we went, Judy Garland's yeah. on a gay man? Judy Garland is a national treasure. I thought she was yeah. a president of the game. <laughs> no. I don't see race or gender. Everyone is an amorphous blob. Right. No, well, I just, uh, I don't know why. Oh, well, partially I found out about the one from the film Holiday Inn. Uh, Jen Kirkman has, uh, she's a comedian. She has a funny bit about how she watched Holiday Inn as a Christmas movie growing up as a kid. And then as an adult, she watched it again. She's like, wow, this is really racist because... Uh, the plot of Holiday Inn is that Bing Crosby runs a hotel that is open only on holidays, and so it's just an excuse to have a different holiday song every throughout the entire movie, including White Christmas. That's where the, the song originated, and Holiday Inn won a Best Picture Oscar. But also in that film is the song Abraham, where oh boy. Uh, Bing Crosby comes out in blackface as an old man singing about how awesome Abraham Lincoln is. And on this Boy, way, he sure was. And it's, not, it's not just him; it's everyone playing the yeah. instruments is in blackface. Oh yeah, it's and like, the servant, uh, the, well, the the waiters at the restaurant too. Like everyone is in blackface. Couldn't get black people to do it's, it. Well, that would have been the, dangerous. There was a cameo by uh, uh, the black actress, the mammy character in the movie. Yeah. She got to sing a song while working in the bath. I mean, it's clearly like, cut to a different studio. Yes. Like, it, we're going to splice in a shot of some other woman, not anywhere near the actors. Well, I don't know if you guys knew this. See if but... you can nail the post on this right before the lyrics start. You're welcome. Wow, wow, this is basically evil taking flight into the, the night. Cobra, Cobra, Cobra. Bing Crosby had a beautiful voice, though. We can't deny that. He really did. He, he the 16th president. Let's, what's the show about? It's not about this. I love that he goes, like, he became the 16th president. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, I, want, I wanted to he, do... The most home runs in a season. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw one of... Judy Garland from the film Everybody Sing, which is actually—it's it's even worse. I, well, I don't know. Well, These are both pretty bad. The female blackface, oh, the mammy, oh, is oh, somehow no. oh, yeah. even worse because the white lip area is wider, where they just look like 
like film negative gingerbread men. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, well, when you look at it, you go like, "How is this okay?" Yeah, like, how did yeah. uh, there were? I know that I've, I've read up on but the history still, of blackface and stuff. Defended is in like I don't think most people doing it thought they were they thought they were doing something innocent and celebratory. <laughs> <laughs> I was also I'm an Jim entertainer. Kirk- I didn't make the rules keeping black people out of this nightclub. <laughs> that was also Jim Kirkman's defense, and I'll also I'm not uh, saying it's a true. It's defensible for that. Well, that reason. was Jim Kirkman's mom's defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was she in the in the bit, but also the funny, the the other sad thing about those films, though, that they when actual black people were in movies oh. like those. They they made them unimportant characters that could easily be edited out when played in segregated states. That's so, true. You know, yeah. Song of the South couldn't even allow its cast in to see the, mo- uh, the premiere yep. of the movie. Yeah, in that, I mean, come on, man. Well, I, I, I like to bring horrible. that up. I like to bring that up when people call that movie racist. Like, it's actually the opposite. No, I don't think it's the opposite. It is the opposite. They employed <laughs> black people before anybody else thought it was safe to do so. <laughs> Early enough yeah. to where they weren't allowed to. Their it's, own. it's it's not that it isn't racist. It's just less. It's racist racial than other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it celebrates the, the antebellum South in a very. But that's the thing. And, it's racist now. It was not racist back then. Uh, the saying? NC uh, the no, I mean the NAACP did not like it then. They weren't. Mm-hmm. They didn't like it then. That's so. true. All right. What are we. This we're going is not to, what this episode. We were go, well. We were going to talk about art destroyed by. I don't its think crew. we're going to settle this conversation. This I topic. Don't, I don't think <laughs> right here, and I don't think we'll, we'll even get that much because one, our buddy um, Bob Mackey, yes. Retronauts fame, Bob Servo on Twitter wrote an awesome article on the AV Club's Game Logical uh, game site about the Turnerization of old games, which is he used Ted Turner's. Um, he acquired the rights to like MGM's whole library and decided to colorize of WCW fame Ted Turner yes of the- <laughs> it's true of WCW fame Ted Toynan I think that's how he talks um, did he ever show up in an episode did he ever like come I out mean, and- yeah, there's, there's that signing of him with like Hulk Hogan right I'm just wondering hands. if he ever ran out and wrestled in like no. two, the, the doldrums of 2000 of just like Ted Turner at SummerSlam no, I'm I, sorry, I mean, Slambery. Slambery. He was a huge fan. Yeah, I'm but he's sorry. also a fan of like old movies, and yeah. he, and he would colorize popular black and white films, mm-hmm. and the world got so fucking angry. Well, What's I great? remember seeing them as a kid before I knew what was going yeah, on. I saw and being King like, Kong colorized. I'm like, this is awesome. I, well, I remember seeing like some like a bunch of World War II era mm-hmm. movies. Like, I, I can't remember what they are. Like, I don't, I can't remember. But I remember seeing them back. Like, Why are the, the colors so weird? Mm-hmm. Why does it look like Skyward Sword? Oh, for an example, a well, skin just you, doesn't look right. Yeah. If you go and watch the Green Day music video for Basket Case, yes, that is, that's, a, yeah. that is black and white colorized. That's why it looks so weird, so fucking cool and yeah. unique. Uh, that album's twenty years old. This Dookie wow. is twenty years old as of this, the February first. Mm-hmm. It's wow. uh, twenty years old. Um, anyway, uh, I was a young man. Uh, he, he wrote, he wrote about it, I with declare games. I don't care no more. Bob wrote about the turnerization. What? What are you shaking your head at? What? Oh, just that. Uh, anytime a song is mentioned, these two are <laughs> oh. here. I have to sing a verse each. That's <laughs> all right. I don't have a lot on the soundboard right now. It's just me and the chimp. Well, I can sing a Judy song right now. <laughs> Whoa, and Tuesday and the chimp and the chimp in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, colorization. Dead. Colorization, but it was more about the um, oh, a lot of older uh, yeah. JRPGs being transferred to iPhone with different graphics, and and like that's a version of colorization. They, yeah, because they took the sprites, but they're like these old sprites don't look good enough. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? 
Oh, it's a car alarm. I wonder if the audience Great. can hear that. Uh, but it was, it, it was like, now we didn't just convert the 16-bit sprites. It's like, now... They're the weird, like, uh, what is it, tweening style? Tweening, like, just drawn. Like, just it's, these weird drawn, and it's like, they have more detail, and it's like, it's so weird, because when you see those FF6 screenshots, you're like, the sprites do, in a weird way, they, it's like, they look better, but so much worse. It's like, it's this weird... One minor detail I noticed, that all sprites are clearly on a grid-based pattern. Dang. And when they, they make them, like, little frames that can be moved anywhere, yeah. they ruin the mathematical balance of the but, screen. Yeah. Yeah, they everything's just on a like grid. That's lobby thing. Yeah, they become the same. Like this, it's just gross and unnatural, and I hate it. And fucking like frame by frame animated sprites with no tweening or anything just already look good. Why do you yeah. think like? Yeah. I mean, partially they're sim- simple to make compared to sure. a lot of other things, but like so many current modern indie games use, use that. Like that, I think it looks yeah. good. It's I think a, there's this misconception somewhere in people who. Who writes? Who signed the checks to actually like fund things that are like sprites are old? That's that's twenty thirty years old. Why would you make it look like that? And it's like, shut up! It's like, like that's no. Sorry, like, you're using you, a nineteen forty. I'll point to Minecraft. I'll point to Rogue Legacy. I'll point to any number of games that are like that's kind of a style now. That's just a thing. Well, yeah. there's that game, um, The Binding of Isaac, which was a flash game first, and now mm. when they're putting when they're porting it to consoles, they're making it sixteen bit. But it mm, was cool. a flash game. It, but he did. No, but what's yeah. that guy's name? Ed Edmund Edmund McMillan. Yeah, McMillan. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I just wanted to get it done fast, and, yeah. and now I want to make it look. It's better. like just imagine it's taking Meat Boy, and it's like, well, yeah. let's make him vectorized. That'll yeah. look better somehow. Mm-hmm. It's but it's My a, already is kind of vectory. But it's a faulty concept, and but I do think Ted Turner. I honestly think he. Have you seen Turner Classic movies? Well, that's a conspiracy theory that mm. it, the same. It's similar to the new Coke conspiracy theory. Huh. That uh, that he created. Color. Settle, settle in, everybody. That Pull he, your blanket up. The, uh, well, the oh, conspiracy theory yeah. of a new Coke is that they created new Coke so people would miss old Coke and they bring mm. back Coke Classic and like Coke Classic even more instead of being bored mm. with it. Sounds like a short term plan. Don't think it happened. Ted, I, that's why I say conspiracy theory. Mm. And the Ted Turner one is that he announced colorization and that he was going to maim all these classic movies to te- to get people to value classic movies more. And then he's like. Okay, then here's Turner Classic Movies, all in black and white. That and is unedited. so great because that is a total like Doctor Doom. Like I have to save the planet by killing six billion people. Like this makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then the planet won't be in danger, and you'll all thank me. Every, every time I fuck up, like at work, I'm going to be like, taught you a lesson, didn't you? <laughs> well, well, don't now, trust me. I'm you'll a- be the president of the company. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying, if you look at Turner Classic Movies now, that is a fantastic channel. 100% commercial free. Original aspect ratio. Shows movies that nobody else in the universe would show. Or wants to see, really. My, my mom, my stupid I fat guess. mother, is always falling asleep at Turner Classic Movies. I oh, to- who could be at the door? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, when I worked at a video store, when I worked at the video store, there were these old goofs who just kept coming in like, movies today aren't any good. But like anything before 1961 is I do think part of that becomes it's disrespectful that to channel, the goof community. That channel does not make money. No, that channel right. is a, is a, it's fucking, a public service. Is a vanity project. It is by Ted Turner who loves movies. And now ask yourself this. No. Would those movies still be on no, being aired they if they were in color? No. You don't think so? 
Wait, if they had been think, colorized? I don't think, color I don't think no. a cable channel would air a black and white movie of any kind. No, because they know people flipping past it will immediately go, yeah. I love Lucy again, yeah. no matter what was They'll on the go, screen. Oh. So, like, maybe... I, I don't agree with colorization, but, like, mm. it is interesting to think I about... I think the like, colorized one, they'll become... Would they, we still be watching movies from the 1940s if they were in color? The colorized movies become the... No, like, it's a nothing. It's not the old one, so there's no nostalgia. It's not like True. some modernized thing. So it just it will always it look weird and old. be weird. But, and could, you, then but it, could you sneak it to a modern stupid audience no. who thinks black no. and white is because old. it's a nat- it's a it's like it's an uncanny valley thing where you're just like this doesn't look right and I'm distracted the entire time. That guy looks like he's made it's out of paste. Weird. And then when they start talking about like this Hitler guy doesn't seem so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also the fact that they project like they're on a stage. We have yeah. we have microphones, guys. You yeah. don't. You're not. This isn't a stage <laughs> play. I don't know if it's... Oh boy! I'm, the crew in the back can't hear us unless we talk like this. You'll never work in this town again. Uh, nobody leaves me, say. All right. Uh, it's either the military Modern channel film. or something is doing with World War II in color. Like in 2010, they did a World War II in color where they colorized black and white footage of World War II. That sounds pretty cool. And. I think just something happened where they improved the colorizing technology because I it would hope it's better. It than was it was way because I watched yeah. some of it because I was home and that's my dad is always watching <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. military things. So well, I was like, I'll watch some, and it was actually like, okay, this doesn't look so jarring. It so. depends a lot on the colorization artist because basically you're going that, yeah. frame by frame in Photoshop, mm-hmm. modern now. Back then yeah. it was just painting. Like gel colors Some of it, yeah. over it, but now in Photoshop, mm-hmm. you can do a good job frame by frame, like doing the we colors. Saw that, uh, they mentioned that in Hugo that I watched recently. It's just we, so we, much they painted, work. They painted over the. Fra- they painted the cells. They painted the cells in frames of film to make them colorized. The coolest use of it I did see a long time ago before uh, the MST guys got back together to do riff tracks. Yeah, there was they were like buying public domain movies, and only Mike Nelson was doing the sound the riffing. And they did Reefer Madness. Yeah. And the only thing they colorized was the plumes of smoke people would yeah. blow out. And it was awesome. They'd blow this giant smoke. puff of weed and just boom, purple, pink, <laughs> uh, bright orange. Which makes it look so it appealing looked, and It looks awesome. awesome in every scene. It was a different color of it's weed like smoke. It's like a caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I think as Bob, as Bob pointed out in his article, though, that the colorization is just... It was at a time where they wanted, you needed content for TV, and there just wasn't yes. enough of it. And so Can old you imagine movies. Imagine that day. Old, old, Can you imagine yeah, exactly. when that was a thing. Like, there's just too many hours in the day. So old Let, movies. Put something on TV. Old movies or sitcoms from the 50s. No my, one wanted to watch, like, My Father Fox, Knows Best yeah. and, and Dobie Gillis. My Fox Lassie. station, I mentioned this, I think, before, but my Fox station every Sunday for what felt like years was Dune. <laughs> the David Lynch. Dune, wow. at, Dune at noon. Dune at noon. <laughs> 12 to 4. No, it wasn't. Yes, Dune at noon every Sunday for like, and then followed by followed by an hour of Charles in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, I think Uh, now today. And that was like, that's all we got. Like, what else do you want? There aren't even enough episodes of Highlander to put in reruns yet. What do you people want? Going back to a previous episode. So, (laughs) Jesus. Probably. With programming today, they don't want to have any old stuff on TV or. They only want to air stuff they own. Like, oh, I gotta are, watch this marathon of Cake Boss, man. Cake Boss. Cake Boss. <sighs> <sighs> Referencing other podcasts. What did I say about that? <laughs> I wish Sorry. I could go back Soon. in time and revolutionize. I play a Lassie clip. 
TV. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back in time and be like, you don't need actors, just make a hundred episodes of the cheapest shit. Yeah. Like, seriously, just yeah. film a uh, uh, sidewalk. You wonder, every time see you happens. see a clip from a Japanese TV show, like, that's a raptor chasing a guy around an apartment. That's <laughs> awesome. That's all their shows are. Are a panel talk show. Let's go to this hidden camera. Clip. That's, I'm, I'm only a couple hours into Persona Four Golden, but uh, so far the most accurate thing about Japan is every time I walk to that TV with the girl at night, uh-huh. and it's just like it's a quiz show. Yeah, yeah it's of course it is. Of course it is. Every single day, it's other than, a quiz other show. Other than anime, and like 30 channels on my hotel television, I saw nothing but a group of four people yeah. in front of a live studio audience talking and throwing the clips. Yeah. I was on Japanese TV. You were? Didn't I tell you guys about this? I don't think so. I don't think yeah, I, I was on Japanese TV last year because... You were? Yeah, I was walking. I was just walking around. It. Are you the, 420 Weave Lord? <laughs> uh, no, so I was... Uh, <laughs> I was going to the biggest station in Tokyo, which is the the Shibuya one, the, yeah. specifically the, the Tekken um, station, the Tekken intersection. The do- the, yeah, at that crosswalk right. uh, by Hachiko, Hachiko, Hachiko I was yeah. by the Hachika statue, yeah. when that's where the uh, team for like Tokyo, the one of the morning shows, was just camped out looking for Westerners, mm. and they're like, "Hey, can we ask you about ninjas?" I was like, <laughs> Oh, that was like exactly like, what everybody thinks happens yeah. when they go to Japan. Are you interested in being? I'll be a ninja. Sure, I'll sign up. Where do I sign up? Well, and so they interviewed me about like, what do you think ninjas are, and uh, do you think ninjas are real? <laughs> and, <laughs> and and I and I said like, well, do I think like a ninja would be running around here? No, but do I? I somebody and one person in this country must be studying ninjutsu. <laughs> that that can't not be a thing. And. And I think it was mainly. Like, I, don't, I don't believe it's an actual career anymore. Yeah, but it was all. It was partially. I think it was a. When I watched it on the sh- on TV, they told me when it would be on. Wow! And it was me, and I was only in for about. Uh, I'd say cumulatively twenty seconds. They cut to me, but it Are was you just serious? a bunch of Americans being asked like, well, or just foreigner white people being asked like, well, what do you think Stupid about ninjas? Yeah. Well, because I think it was meant to advertise the DVD, the film release of. Wolverine Samurai. Is it ah, right there? Because, you hope so, or yeah. was it, or was it like the well, Japanese cut, version of Leno? Stupid people in the street. Well, I do think it was like <laughs> this is what. Well, I think they were talking about the Wolverine movie because they were because in the Wolverine movie, ninjas do just run around on rooftops here, right? Uh, and, and in the in the real world, and so I think it was partially like Americans think this really. This is what you think ninjas are. Yeah, oh so. my god! I know we have at least one listener yeah. in Japan, and he. I taped it assholes. off TV. I got the video. Somewhere. God damn it, Henry! You, you taped it off. Well, yeah, I pointed my phone at the TV, and God vi- damn it, where is it? He, I, he's, I never told I you. I was guys. a little embarrassed about. No, it. No, no, we've never heard this. Fuck you! I want to see a giant. <laughs> I'm so angry! I want to see a cute Japanese lady put her hand over her mouth and laugh at your response. Yeah, well, she, what's the audience are, response? Are, are they? Are they, are they didn't react enough to me. Are they honestly, like, like <laughs> I wasn't the funniest guy. I thought they didn't even use what I thought was. The, they told me like, okay, now when we end, and like, so the people filming me, one was. Uh, the the camera woman uh, didn't seem to know any English, but the the other person was like fluent in English. Probably it, like had a very good American accent that makes me think she maybe even grew up in America. But mm-hmm. she she was just asking me all these questions, and then she was like, "Okay, so you know, how would a ninja move?" And I was like, oh, "Well, God. okay, uh, like this." And I I did like the shinobi <laughs> throwing uh, <laughs> like things out of your po- throwing the ninja stars out of your paw motion. 
And then I pretended, and she was like, oh, nobody did that. Everybody did, like, the pulling the sword off their back and then just posing with it. You should have said like, Super Shinobi. Yeah. I would just do, it. like, the all I think is, like, the Strider finger pose in yeah. front of your face. And, oh, like, yeah, they did that, like, too. They that's the doing that. And, and also, I'd also say, behind you, believe it, and throw a shuriken <laughs> at them. Man, oh, man! I wish I was tough. What if? What if you're you're like there is like a sort of Japanese version of YouTube out there. Mm-hmm. What if you're like super popular and people are looking oh. looking for you, trying to figure out how to give? Did you know that you're on Hin- two channel? You host your meme in your Japan. own ninja themes talk show in Japan has all of a sudden <laughs> become my dream. And then these yeah. uh, then these Japanese otaku are I'm like, did it. you know that <laughs> Gilbert San has a show about <laughs> American wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gilbert Sons a household name. Giruberto. I hope so. We, you know what? Maybe that should be a Giruberto. career move for us. Let's go to Japan Giruberto. and then just like be <laughs> clueless Americans on hey. Japanese uh, man on the street shows. Giruberto. Why don't I just validate every every one of their opinions of me? Yeah. And I already did that. I'm okay with someone holding their nose in front of me and acting I like I sweaty, stink. stinky, ignorant, and I made no effort to speak their language. So what else with Turnerization? Uh, let's go to break. Right. <laughs> uh, let's go to break real fast, and we'll get back and try and stay more on topic. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Thank you for listening to Laser Time. You can fast forward this if you want. I'm going to make it short anyway because you're going to want to go to lasertimepodcast.com and see the other stuff we have up this week. I know Brett's got a VG uh, Empire episode all about Persona. That's pretty neat. I know a couple of you guys are liking that. Uh, Poison Popcorn put up an article about Death Spa, a family friendly movie I'm sure we're all familiar with. There's a brand new episode of Cheap Popcast and VG uh, Empire this week is, let's say, making fun of the Olympics. That was super fun, and I got an excuse to talk about my favorite woman-throwing simulator on the NES. Ooh, you'll have to listen to figure out what that is. But if you go to lasertimepodcast.com, we appreciate your comments in the articles. We've got forms there for you to play in and uh, interact with the show. And there's also ways to support us, such as a PayPal button, where you can donate any amount of money you want from $1 to $1 billion. There's a T-shirt store where you can buy a T-shirt featuring uh, art from your favorite Laser Time shows. Or the easiest way is the Amazon uh, sidebar, where you can just purchase what you want through Amazon just by clicking any one of those links and entering Amazon, buying whatever you want, generally the cheapest price available on the internet, free shipping over $25 or with Prime, and get it to yourself and give us a little tiny commission as a result. Come on, hurts no one. Thanks, guys. Go to LazerTimePodcast.com. Bye. It's a time, second segment. Now that app is just particularly shitty, the HBO Go. It's app really bad. All the apps on Xbox compared to the PS4 versions, which I don't get why. I don't either. Because they're being they designed be by the same companies, right? Um, like maybe. Hulu's app. I'm, for it's got to be a hardware thing. It's made by Hulu. Yeah, but like the interface on 360 for the Hulu app is like. Pretty doesn't awful. show you anything. It mm-hmm. sucks. Like, yeah. why wouldn't well, they have the same interface? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not. 
Let's record this segment in black and white and colorize it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and that was because I, for some reason, I watched It's a Wonderful Life three times. And I know in Bob's article that we just re- are we recording? Mm-hmm. Uh, that he he used a <laughs> I'd never seen the colorized version of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. surreal to look at. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, again, I did see I saw King Kong black and white as a little kid. Loved it. Saw it in color and like. I love this. I don't remember. I don't think I said I love it even more, but I loved it in a different way. Like this is fucking exciting. It's yeah. a good thing to see. But I wanted to ask you guys if you what, what I it was supposed to, this the topic of the show was supposed to be, but I didn't have time to research it very well, and we all didn't have enough good answers when I brought it up. Is art that was actually destroyed by its creator? Let's go to the obvious one later on. Because if we're going off Japan, and this may not count as the creator. No, it is. It is. I know what you're talking about. Evangelion? Yeah. And I don't know that it's bad. I just watched the first Evangelion. It's intentionally destroyed as a fuck you. Well, well, no, when they remade it. Oh, when they remade it. Rebuild. They remade it. Was that bad? I thought it was awful. The first movie was just the greatest hits of the first eight episodes of the show. Uh, but yeah, but everything moves just as slowly. <laughs> there are so many things that like were they didn't do in the original show for budgetary reasons, had every reason to now and there's still nothing being yeah, So it's updated right. visually but Barely. it's the same trope. It's, up, it's, it's widescreen. updated for widescreen. That's about it. Uh, I heard the later ones are better. Yeah, everybody that, but, I've heard uh, very positive things. It, but it is yeah, the, it is the creator. Hideki Anno is he is if anyone's a creator of Evangelion it's him and he was that was his return to the series to make that. So. It's embarrassing to me how much I liked the original Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Like going back and watching it now, I'm like, oh man, oh man. I, I was, was of like, a certain. Why yeah. did I stick with this? Because I was a preteen, I guess. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was 16 when when Shinji was 16 on the show, and he was he was feeling a lot of depression and insular feelings. You were and, living with two hot women yeah. and the hedgehog's and dilemma, as he like, called it. I get that. I'm I'm into that, but it's like watching him go through that is like. Let's look at 20 still frames of Shinji. Yeah. Now, oh, that's the whole episode? Oh, Well, God. that's... Partially that is because, do you remember, there was an episode that ended with Shinji's Eva being uh, t- remotely controlled by his dad, and then it beats another Eva to death, and there are Berserker. rivers of blood no. in the streets. And that was, like, G- Gainax made that episode, and even though the... But the the TV the people putting it on TV were like, "This is too violent. Don't do it." But they did it, mm-hmm. and then as punishment, their budget was cut. And so oh, wow. that's why after that episode, there were far more scenes of standing still in an elevator, cicada bugs, putting hands over your mouth so you don't have to <laughs> animate a mouth. I don't have uh, any cicada bugs. Such tricks. I still don't understand the uh, the architecture of Neo Tokyo. It just the drawing is just like. <laughs> Half of it's under red water. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the, it looks like it's upside down, but oh uh, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. And uh, it was, but yeah, the what other? There were some other anime like that, definitely. But, well, uh, what about like? But people who go in and make edits to things, I even thought like video games when when an old topic was the Silent Hill HD version is somehow worse and less enjoyable than the wow. original non HD versions. That's that. That was it. The, uh, there's a very lengthy video about mm-hmm. all the things they got wrong, and it, it's mm-hmm. weird because I mean it, it's not like the team who made two. Yeah, it's, back. it's no. not technically their career. Those but... guys were all gone from Konami, yeah. and it was more. It seemed to be ha- handled by more American producers who were not in touch with the game, and that they didn't hire a good port team. Like I think mm-hmm. it's you could blame it all on that. I think a, uh, there's definitely one where they're. 
a video game example I can think of, but was a good one was Nintendo went back to the original arcade Donkey Kong and then made it for the game, mm-hmm. remade it for the Game Boy, and just like, oh, the arcade version's over, and now here's the whole rest of it, boom, you know, and then he had another hundred, yeah, he had another hundred levels. Mm. Or there was also the, um, I mean, there's like, yeah, there was the first Final Fantasy that got remade for the GBA. They just made it super yeah. easy. I mean, there's like Ninja Gaiden trilogy where they went back and it did make it worse. Yeah, like like the Super NES Ninja Gaiden trilogy, as covered on the VG Empire episode, Hi-oh. Ninja Gaiden trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NES versions, rather than Mario All Star style, where it was updated with new sprites and graphics, and all they did was like, just like sort of added more color to the palette but it's not yeah. it's still not like graphics are not all that improved it just looks weird uh and then the music has been just destroyed um mm-hmm. and it's bad um yeah it, like the it's super fanfare with the super NES trumpets and the basilisk <laughs> minefield which is like one of the best songs of the game is now like a xylophone solo it's just <laughs> it's bad it's the worst way to play that game play those games and there have definitely been gameplay sci- wise it's fine it's just aesthetically it's destroyed there have been sci-fi TV shows they go back to and add better, quote unquote, special that's, facts. We were, that's why we, we weren't. That's why we weren't sure if we wanted to do this topic, because <laughs> we asked Elson like, "How are the like?" I haven't seen all of the restored Star, Star Trek episodes. It's because the thing with the Star Trek where they redid them for Blu-ray or even HD like ten years ago or whatever mm-hmm. it was. The TOS. Yeah, it was just like. I mean, the ones I've watched. I mean, I, these are the ones. As far as I know, this is what all it was. Was just like, hey, they changed. Some of the the old, really dated effects of the ship flying around, mm-hmm. and some of the establishing shots of planets and stuff. It's like, yeah, they just made some of the you backgrounds, know, but subtle, non intrusive. Yeah, they're really non intrusive, and it's like all those shots of the spaceship were like, there's not people in them, so it's like, hey, you can <laughs> see the Enterprise's lights blinking clear, cleaner, and that's yeah. kind of it. And like even now, the next gen Blu-rays, it's all very subtle, and you know, are they not, due to the next gen? Yeah, the next gen Blu-rays are like, oh, the ships look great. Like they've they have they've, restored and. They tamp- they tampered. had they had to like mm-hmm. all those shots are like on videotape and like physical models mm-hmm. and like composite shots so to fix them you have it. to some of it's reshot yeah. special wow. effects so it's very elaborate so that's why <laughs> people please buy the next gen Blu-rays because they busted their asses to make these things no, I, I want to get into Star Wars I love that wait sorry <laughs> it's a Dana Gould joke about the rest the restoration of Star Trek of like the uh-huh. subtle backgrounds yeah. or like ex- the way they extend the frame or the mm. exterior shots that, that that don't linger and then he was talking about a filming of star wars it's like if let's say george lucas was filming in like the actual year 30 40 bill in the year star wars is taking place it was a long time ago and with these pointing a camera at something and oh it, anakin's giving a speech and a robot dishwasher comes up behind yeah. him he would say <laughs> as a director cut Get that out of there. <laughs> Shoot this shot. But instead, George Lucas uses this method to put in dishwashing robots and things yes. in this frame yeah. that shouldn't be there and are incredibly distracting. Yeah. You know, they did uh, to get Tyler into this too. Like, he'll agree. Did you see Red Dwarf when they redid? Uh, oh, they redid that? The first six seasons got new special effects that what? didn't look that much better, honestly. Like, and the, I was going to say, to come out of England, it has to look terrible. Well, it, looks, it looked like trash before. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, that show's not a great show, and 100% of the charm is like shitty special effects. <laughs> it's a like, funny show. I, I enjoy the show partially because of when I watched it, which was on. PBS like during summer break where I would stay up till Freshman 5 a.m. every night and yeah. just but yeah the shitty effects were 
part of the appeal, and that's mm-hmm. that's some that has to do with ruining things. Like whereas Star Trek, I could see like in TNG, I could see enjoying some restored shots of the Enterprise. In TOS, I feel like I would rather it be cheesy bad effects because mm-hmm. then it just looks like a well-produced show with terrible acting and terrible <laughs> scripts, which like isn't nearly as fun. Ah, terrible yeah. scripts. The first season's still strong, but two and three definitely like, wow, this is really getting hokey fast. <laughs> That's the one where they fight Abe Lincoln. Right? It's, oh, man. <laughs> they go to like planet Rome, planet Nazi, planet gangster. It's ugh. like I feel like if you took like to make a modern show example, if you took like almost human and took the production value down like eighty uh, percent, it would be a mm-hmm. better show because it's uh, like a cheesy dumb show, but it's so well produced it mm-hmm. that makes it look worse than it is because like the the scripts can't keep right, up with yeah. like the effects and good actors, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Tolkien even messed with his stuff. like he rewrote, he Fuck did yeah, mess he did. with Hobbit to make. To make it I work hate within that. the Lord I, of the I Rings I was so universe. mad. I didn't start reading Lord of the Rings until after I saw Return of the King. Like, the saga is great. Mm-hmm. I want to go read the books now. I love the Hobbit book. And just like, the, well, the first thing you know, Bilbo lied about everything. <laughs> and how do they how do they reconcile that with the movies? Um, I think they didn't have any... There weren't any shots in the Lord of the Rings that really contradicts anything that happens in The Hobbit. Except for the right? actor, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Ian. If I would love to make Ian home forty years younger, I want him to live forever. But that's just not going to happen. Wait, is he dead? No, he's, no, he's okay. in very so, Hobbit though. Isn't so, he? Uh, yeah, he was in the Hobbit in that stupid intro scene where it's like, what happened with Frodo before he went to read that book at the beginning of Fellowship? Like, I hate that opening the Hobbit so much. I, I don't like the Hobbit, and I, 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 I keep meaning to see Smog. But Smaug. would you Smaug, Would you consider the Hobbit movies are Peter Jackson kind of fucking with his original creation? I mean, it's his prequel trilogy. It definitely is. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, I don't think he's fucking with his. He's like they're not. They're not negating the old movies in any fucking way. Fucking with it was the in the extended editions. Those that was the fucking with it. But it isn't. It isn't because it, it, it works in a good way. Because uh, like, well, it is. Is he's just adding scenes that he already shot. It's mm-hmm. like he didn't uh-huh. go back and like wait. What this needed was this stuff. It's just like here's other stuff I shot and that like, the studio told me I had to cut to keep it under four fucking hours. I mean, he should have been more sensitive of the time, yeah. the running time of those movies. Because if he had written it to be three hours without those extra scenes, it would make a lot more sense. Because I've mm-hmm. watched all the yeah. extended versions, like. Yeah. Everything you were confused about in the Lord of the Rings trilogy has a great scene yeah. which totally yeah. explains it. Like mm-hmm. characters will suddenly have motivation out of nowhere, and you're like, "Oh, why? Why is this guy now helping them? I don't get." Oh, because there's a huge deleted scene where he explains everything. A whole, a whole. Uh, there's a deleted one minute scene that consolidated three Tolkien chapters into what you needed to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's that, ridiculous. Thing. I really w- t- was not happy with those books, goddammit. Uh, no, uh, they're they're, not... That never makes me friends when I say that, but no, it's so not... meandering and like l- just the lack of somebody saying, like, this part needs to go and this part needs to go. This whole edited. part, this character, this ne- all needs to go. Damn it. But the language in the world. I, w- I was wondering if there was somebody out there who hated the new Hobbit movies so much that it was lessening their enjoyment of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. I mean, it is making me think they're less brilliant or wanting to go back to them. Mike, but I, I do think if they're I were... kind of like in a lesser way. It's kind of like a, a delayed reaction of like the first Matrix, where you're like, mm. the first Matrix is the Lord of the Rings trilogy, where it's this original thing, <laughs> uh... where you're like, I like this thing, and then it was so big to like, well, we can't stop. 
And it'll take us like three years or seven to get back to this. But when we do, we're going to do it so big and huge. (laughs) And we're going to shoot them back to back. And, oh, man, we're going to give you so much Hobbit and Matrix. It's going to be great. We're going to launch a whole new multimedia empire off of this. And we're going to get all the source material, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, it's not this special thing that was magic that it happened Mm -hmm. at all. And now it's this, like thing where you're like well it should have uh agent smith and it should have rotating stills and it should have a lot of meaningless hollow metaphysical nonsense and it should have this that and whatever and it's like okay well we got to have uh Gollum in it okay well he's in the book so that's good well he should be in it more and we should have uh orlando bloom needs to be in it and how are we going to get frodo and how, blah 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 like let's let, we well, gotta make it, it sing this is all stuff that's in the books and you can go and point to all this stuff so we're not like inventing a of shit but you know here's Lily Evangeline Lily from Lost she should be in the movie too she's dating uh, one of the hobbits and it's just like it. it's not that they're bad well, movies the movie at all needed a woman like, it, it, it did it did it's It's just like it's so much like it's just so much like I, I like Smog way more but whatever I just whatever. I, I don't have any feelings about because people do come down to me really hard for making one of the new Hobbit movies. Like, I enjoy them. I don't understand what the problem yeah. is. And I, and I and watch thinking about what I watched, I'm like, I could see someone enjoying that. I just, I didn't personally need it. It's just it. something about them happening again is making me go like, oh, the old ones are done almost the exact same way. So mm. it's like, I'm now thinking less of Peter Jackson as a creator where I'm like, this is so easy for you to It's do like, he has a style now and it's this. And like, King Kong felt new and different, mm-hmm. but still mm. kind of Peter Jackson-y. I like King Kong. So less lightning in a bottle, but a factory made by M- Malaysia kids where they make bottled lightning. He feels like a factory now, <laughs> where it's like, ah, uh, it's another Jackson movie off the line, and uh, what does it have? All the elements of the previous films? It's like, here's I a don't word. see any talking trees. There they are. All yeah, right. I don't know. It's just something about it is making me much more aware of the original movie, so when I go back and do watch scenes from them, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, a, this is a style. This is a bit now, and mm-hmm. I get it, and... But it's, I, it's Stephen making Colbert. Stephen Colbert. I don't yes, like that. that cool. uh, I didn't like how with the Blade Runner films they just kept re-releasing it so many times. I just looked that they up. They fucked it up the first time. It didn't need Harrison Ford's narration, but it also mm-hmm. didn't need new special effects either. Like the the new scene shot for the the new cut of Blade Runner, which by the way is now seven years old. Yep. Um, I remember seeing the 25th. I remember the 25th anniversary edition came out not too long after I came here. With you guys, right, when I got the job. Because you had never seen it. Charlie loved it. No, I uh, Carolyn and I watched it because she was a big fan of the book, mm-hmm. and I had never seen the Two movie. Android's dream of electric sheep. Yeah, <laughs> Carolyn is not a fan of the movie. Not a fan of the movie at all. Like, w- like it. both agree. Like, yeah, as aesthetically, like as defining mm-hmm. a look and defining a mm-hmm. feeling. It's like, yeah, it's 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 a hugely influential movie, and it does look great, and it does set up mm-hmm. a world very nicely. But as a movie that is adapting a book, it's like this is stupid. But Ru- yeah, but Rucker Hauer. Fucking no, it's a great performance, yeah. but it's like this is not the story the book was telling. It's just like the Dune movie. It's like you missed the whole point mm-hmm. and made a dumb movie. Um, not that Blade Runner is a dumb movie. It's so just it's like as the book it's adapting. A lot it's like smarter it's not, movie it's than not, most of the main. Well, like, sure, it is. Yeah, I don't mean to like shit all over the movie. It's just like there's there's, there's, there's yeah, so it much. did. Yeah, it did. It's just but, like which, yes. do you know how many how many versions of it are there. I, I, I have uh, I have something that says director's cut on it. it I, have, who it knows? Probably is, says the final cut. I don't know because there has there already was a director's cut. There's okay. a work print cut, mm-hmm. a yes. domestic cut, an mm-hmm. international cut, English mm-hmm. cut, a director's for a, cut, a, a king's cut for a healthier appetite, and and, <laughs> and, so and how, so the final cut from 07. 
Which and how how many minutes do these all uh, vary by? Probably like three or four. Four minutes. Yeah. Four minutes. The one I have, I, I bought in 2005. So there's it's a definitely film. I believe the big difference was that in the domestic one, Harrison Ford does a voiceover the entire time. Yes. Just because the stupid audience is too dumb to follow what's going on, that he has to explain it to them. And the unicorn version, the happy ending. You like I the cannot, unicorn means the it what, origami me, unicorn at the end that implies that he is a, a that he is a replicant as well. I want more life! <laughs> and you, you'll have to go read this. It would take me half an hour to describe the differences between all these cuts. But and there's, there's, there's different cuts of Dune, too, where they kept fiddling with it. And I can't and remember. Do people like the director's cut of Dune? I, well, as far as I know, there was, it's some weird thing where there's only one, and it's like it was aired in some weird place. It was never released Because there's an extended cut, uh, the original cut, and then a director's cut. Yeah, something like it's something weird. And then there's, weirdly enough, because I've looked this up before, there's a version of the movie that was only aired on KTVU in San Francisco... One afternoon, yeah. that mixed in pieces of the theatrical and the director's cut to make a different version so that has crazy. only ever been aired on TV. Well, they did the same deal with Dark Crystal. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know that until this year that there yeah. was like significantly longer Dark Crystal yes. that had le- that was way weirder. Which is hard to think the Dark Crystal could get but weirder. Put, put it together, right? The work. Well, version? yeah. So there was a VHS tape of it or work print. And some guy has like edited it together with the final version to make it as real as possible. But it's on but YouTube, this, yeah. But this is more executive meddling, and we're talking about executive meddling, not creator meddling. More, well, so, I am because, because there was a director's cut, and then he cut it again. Yeah, well, but the so, exe- executives also messed with it. Right? He, well, he also he is responsible for the original movie. Yeah, made a director's cut, and then fixed his director's cut. Yeah. So, and then I, I don't know how people like. I'm not a huge Blade Runner fan, so I don't know how fans took to. A second director's cut. Mm-hmm. I had brought up as an awful example for directors tampering with their own art, uh, <laughs> Alexander Oliver Stone's Alexander. Uh-huh. But that's a movie no one likes mm-hmm. or bothers to defend. That he's done. I think he's doing a third director's cut. It was shitty the movie. first time. Then it got slightly better, mildly and improved, then, uh, and shittier again. He's like, I'm going to go back in and do it. Oh, well, he improved Daredevil with a director's cut. That's true. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's true. Ever so slightly. But all right, there's one chinless. Bearded, yes. flannel-wearing <laughs> elephant in this room that we have not addressed. How did this elephant? Why do we clothe this elephant in the flannel? Is what I don't understand. <laughs> Missed half of that conversation because I was working on in my head a circumcision bit about. I got the extended cut. I can give hey, you the director's cut. To, I just keep thinking of prime rib, and it's the really cut? Yeah, yeah. Let's go eat after this. Yeah. I'm hungry now. Uh, <laughs> hungry for circumcised penis skin. Which you wanted to bring up. I'm guessing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Et. Spielberg, <laughs> Spielberg took the guns out of E.T. Uh, and, and the word terrorist. And the word terrorist and put in a CG. CG scene, that's fine. 9-11 fucked with a lot of people. It did. It, but the idea that he, he said, he defended it by saying, I always hated, you're right, I shouldn't have guns in a kid's movie. That's too scary. Like <laughs> I, we, You and I, Tyler, watched E.T. That movie is yep. fucking rad. Not an adult is seen in that movie, other than the mother who isn't a menacing villain. And when all those giant alien, those giant men in uh, astronaut suits come in the house, they are like aliens, like yeah. villains, and it looks awesome. And uh, yeah, the walkie that South Park episode where everybody's they're holding Stan and Kyle with walkie talkies mm-hmm. hostage. Mm-hmm. Also, but the, the phrase but "penis breath" is Spielberg uh, had fantastic. the the ball. So they like, I don't know what I was thinking. Here's the here's, <laughs> the, here's the original. He movie. admitted it. But here's yeah, again, nine eleven, man. It's yeah. just... Can you imagine if uh, Lucas ever invented? Uh, 
time travel. Like he would go back and fuck with him. We, well, we wouldn't know. It's like yeah. it was always that. But we would have that weird like tingle in the back of our head. Wait a minute. I was date raped. <laughs> <laughs> Too dark. Sorry. By George uh, Lucas. No. Yeah. God. Pat Oswald has from the, the last episode accused me of uh, being a proponent of vape culture. That was funny. It's true. Chris and I are both filling this room with a flavor. It does look like a situation room in the Cold War. At times it does. Guys, George Lucas. Oh, that thing. Yeah. So So I think my favorite thing, and I probably said this already, but it's like if you want to summarize all of it, like. So the special editions coming back in the theaters was like it's super played out and yeah, say it on Star Wars, whatever. But like at, in '97, January, February, March of '97, that was fucking amazing. I um, loved it because opening for our day, generation, we didn't see that shit in a the theater. Yeah. So to be there on a quote unquote opening night for Star Wars was like this is an event, and I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. And and it was on. It was advertised to hell on TV. There was yeah. special after special. After yeah, yeah. Special. And it was like for this thing that I was into as a preteen and early teen that was finally coming back through the power of the Force toys in ni- late '95 and in the '96, mm-hmm. and then Shadows of the Empire uh, being its own thing in '96. It was like finally Star Wars is coming back, and they've just announced there's going to be prequel trilogy in '97, and we're like, this is going to be great. I get to actually partake in this, like I've heard kids before me did, mm-hmm. who were born in like 1970s and '75 and stuff. And then you see the special editions, and they were fine at the time, whatever. You were just like, cool, special effects. I don't know any better. And then when you get back and watch it, it's like just the scene early on when it's like just like what was originally just a shot of the desert, and then there's a slow pan to the right, and like some people are talking. Stormtroopers fighting. Is now like filled with a dozen sand troopers. A fucking dewback is walking in frame and like blocking the shot, and like there's a speeder, and you're like, what am I looking at? What's the focus of the shot? You, have you seen the Blu rays? No, I ever. And they keep changing it. And they just yeah. keep, they, keep. But they don't. Keep, they don't keep changing it enough. The biggest, <laughs> the most distracting. I'm like, I'm an adult. I'll get through these. I want to watch them again. I bought them on Blu-ray. It's a responsible. It's the first thing episode of Laser Time. It is, and and just, <laughs> but the, it's the most distracting thing in the universe. The 1997 special effects, yeah, yeah. are incredibly distracting. And now the skin they, textures yeah. are bad, and, and now they look old as shit. When you, yeah, when you get to the pull-in. The dewbacks are bad, but the worst is the pull into Moss Eisley because oh, yeah. it's just what should have been just a shitty little hover car that can't really hover. Pull in, which by the way, he he fucked around with with the VHSs in '85. That they changed it so yeah. the hover thing looked better in a couple shots. They, it, they updated it then. It looked really and they, gross. And they had that trash monster eye come out. That mm-hmm. that was added in the VHSs. But oh, anyway, yeah. huh. for the special edition, now he pulls in. There's Idiots everywhere <laughs> flying around, and he even puts a giant like dinosaur in the middle of the frame <laughs> that they drive in front of, and it's just. And I think he thinks like, "Oh, the skin looks so real, like it looks like trash now." Yeah. There's, there's a just. I was the opening of Empire that really got to me. The the Tauntaun. The, the well, swoop, the Tauntaun the always looked distracting to me before, well, though, it because always, it was claymation. It was so obviously Yeah, it really claymation. took me out of it, but whatever. That's, no, I think that's totally fair. Uh-huh. But there's there's one swooping shot of a 1997 Sega CD Tauntaun, and it, it's, <laughs> it's not like, much better. Yeah, like what, this should be removed completely. Well, same with the um, everybody the, else. The Snow Beast was actually an improvement because before he was just an arm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then a, a head and a mouth that ate things. Uh, they're and, called wampas. Now I want to go. Wampas. No, that's not. Well, 
Oh wait, well, no, the Wampa is what he rides, right? That's a Tauntaun. Oh, damn. get get out! I almost said get I out. was going to say Wampa, but I thought Look, it was the Tauntaun. We're able to make fun of Star Wars because we love it so much. I love. You don't know a Tauntaun uh, from a Wampa? Oh my god! Anyway, they added the Wampa scene; they made it better. But in between those, they didn't change all that much in Empire. Yeah, Empire mm. got away pretty. pretty there was, that, there that, was a new scene of Vader walking on to his ship, mm-hmm. but thank God we got a new Cantina scene in Jedi. Fuck's yeah. sake. Maybe Disney will release uh, original cuts. Uh, oh, yeah. They don't give a shit about just it. Just setting us up. No. Disney well, did Fox didn't he say they're gone forever it. or whatever? He's full of shit. He burned them. He released the... I he consumed laid, them. He, he, he ate <laughs> all of the... Uh, so. I ran out of space when recording <laughs> Howard the Duck, so I recorded over the original version of Jedi. <laughs> well, the song... Lo- on the same the song Lopti... The song Lopti... I flipped over and... <laughs> the song Lopti Neck is not good. And that and the Snice Noodles puppet sucked. Like that that sequence in Jedi in the original Jedi wasn't good either. But yeah. it, it but when you replace it with the thing that really draws attention to it, yeah. a whole now, number. Do you, do, like, you, do you remember and changing the song? They should have at least sang the same song. It's like, just it's just it's song. just you know. and they just insert more shots of Boba Fett like in 90, nodding when they things. released the movies in ninety seven. Do you remember what? Jedi changed its date at the last private parts it, to, to move away from private. Parts. No, private so parts moved to get away from. Jedi. No, it was the other way around. Jedi, th- Jedi moved. I don't think that's true. I, Howard Stern went on to, like shows bragging about it, like what, promoting the movie. Unless I'm, it's the other way around, and George mm-hmm. Lucas is getting up there with sunglasses. <laughs> I he moved his release date because of me. no, because I remember him making a big deal of it. But I thought he, I thought he put on a show like he wasn't going to move, and then like he was very clear, like I have to move. Like, yeah, but Jedi moved. It was Jedi who moved, baby. I guess. They also yes. bumped Conan uh, two different slots. Sucked. What? Yeah, it was rough. No, you son of a bitch. <laughs> when the, yeah, the Java scene. God, Let's go watch them right now. But I yeah, kind of want to at this point. It's been so long. I'm down. That South Park episode was right. Like, they were, they were right back then. And then the South Park guys, they just let their shows look like garbage. Like, their old <laughs> episodes look like shit. They don't care. I do like that there they're still are improved effects in South Park. But they are committed to hiring animators to make it look like it's construction paper. Mm-hmm. And still done with construction paper. I don't know. There's something super admirable about that. Yeah. Because I don't know. And maybe maybe it's a generational thing where when you, you're a certain age, you just see things like old physical models and, mm-hmm. and practical effects. And you're like, this will look good forever. And then... Maybe some kid today's like that looks like a box with fucking lights in it and it sucks. Maybe that's the case. Somebody but filmed their toy. It's true, but it but for some but there's just something about a tactile. This thing exists in the real world. Even mm-hmm. next generation unaltered 1988 footage of the show is like I can tell that's a physical thing that exists. So in this moment in time, yeah. I believe it. Sure, it's only on the screen for four seconds. I got it. I can put this in my head as a thing. I do, I, in Star Wars, when you redo it, it's like, that looks like a dinosaur in 1997 with 1997 computers, which mm-hmm. were immediately outdated in 1998. It will always look dated no matter what you do and to even it. And even if I don't have the suspension of disbelief and I'm like, I'm looking at a really awesome miniature yeah. that's like on strings in space, I'm like, that's still... Cool. Yeah. But that's, that's I don't like looking at shitty 3D models. Yeah. I think I'm because I'm, I'm the, gonna, because reality won't look better. Like it's a real thing. Like you can mm-hmm. you can maybe light it a little better later on, but it's like it's still a thing someone built. And I, architecture didn't change like in 30 years. Like it'll change well, in 100 where I years. I realized I'm a hypocrite because when I see ah. special effects, I'm like these are better and like but it is because they'll never change. But also, it's if you're like me, maybe I'm wrong in this. When I see like even like a 1950s flying saucer movie, <laughs> like 
as a little kid, I might have been like, this looks like shit. <laughs> and now the idea of crew members with cigarettes yeah, dangling from yeah, their yeah. lips <laughs> and cobbling together a fake metallic spaceship yeah. sends me into all <laughs> sorts of euphoria. <laughs> and I, and, oh, this is fantastic. They went yeah. to such a not, And I love animation. I think I love computer animation. I think that's great too. But, that, but, but the idea of people like union guys complaining, ah, yeah. you can see the fucking string. We got to <laughs> shoot this over. Can you turn that light to the turn left? That light There's to too much glare on this spaceship's lens. It's wobbling. It's wobbling. You can see a nipple underneath the octopus. Yeah, that's what I liked most about uh, one of my favorite things in Empire is they built pretty much the entire Millennium Falcon Mm -hmm. just as a prop in a scene just so you'll see a Millennium Falcon later Mm -hmm. and now that you've seen it has real weight and that Han Solo can just kind of walk around on it and Pull a wrench in it and stuff yeah. like it feels realer when it finally yeah. goes out. There's, there. there's, and there's an article up on IO9 recently that just like here's t- recent pictures of the model use, models used in the Star Wars films. I've and, seen that history in pictures and Twitter they look account. So shitty. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like there, there's something to appreciate, but you have toys with better articulation <laughs> and yeah. definition than, than yeah. what was shot for the movies. And I, and I was like, wow, that does look like shit. I guess I'll never really know what that looked like on film, George. <laughs> and I'll, I won't be able to compare this. Yeah, and sometimes I mean, a set does look shitty when you look at it out of mm-hmm. context. But when it's filmed right with the yeah. lighting, mm-hmm. it looks fine. But, but like, wait, like what? They distribute like thirty-five millimeter prints to th- hundreds, yeah, thousands the of theaters. Exist. So like, what? But not it. the masters. Prints age, and they haven't taken care of them. There's uh, got to be somebody be out there you with heard like that dude. Well, the guy at the Midnight's for Maniacs, like he has to get the prints from the companies. He can't. Mm-hmm. Right. He can't show an illegal print of it. And no, but like so if Fox doesn't the, want to share it, like but. Mm. He didn't, those, he those didn't lose them. Back. And the Laserdisc, he released the Laserdisc versions right when the so, DVD format. So is that thing like Fox owns those versions? Like, that can't be right. I don't know, man. Fox, who knows how much, like, Disney might just own the Star Wars universe, but not to the films Fox distributed. Probably. Mm. Again, I think it'll, probably be, it'll be interesting. They ran, mm. they ran mm. that Paramount logo in front of Marvel films long after yeah. they bought the films. Well, also, if they don't keep the Fox thing, like, I, re- I read this about the be crazy. the soundtrack at the beginning. Right. Da-da-da. It's time. Yeah. And then well, he brought this, that up in the first episode. He wrote the, the, the yeah, John Williams mm-hmm. wrote the music to the opening music knowing that the fanfare was before it and mm-hmm. that it would match it. Like, right. It's, they're supposed to be heard as one piece. Yeah. But I think, it can't I think exist anymore. I predict episode seven will air with the Fox the Fox logo. I think so. I think they have to. I think I think uh, Fox is probably hoping. <laughs> and Disney is give like seven million dollars. Mm, what else? They yeah, got? give us four. Yeah, give us. What seven. else have we got in the pipeline? Now uh, we got a Twilight ripoff, a Harry Potter ripoff. Wouldn't it be I'm great? Just if Fox has nothing going on. We're not done fucking up the X Men universe yet. Yeah, so. they got Die Hard, Fantastic Four, can, an unending wave of John McClane superhero sequels. <laughs> yes, Black, Black yeah. indeed. Speaking of X Men, I hope Days of Future Past is good. But boy, Quicksilver Quick looks like a big turd. <laughs> he looks like a check grind radio character. Yeah. It looks so great. He yeah. has big headphones on. Yeah, talk about dated. Like yeah. now that those, uh, uh, sorry, Tyler, I keep trying to say something. I, but we'll we'll do X Men on Cape Crisis. No, but those outfits, they're they dated. reminded me that that 
era is now dated too. Is a two thousands like, Matrix that, leather. That thing, was supposed like. to look futuristic at the time, and now that's the dated future of everybody wears leather. It's the future. Like it's yeah, I just, just watched like, Iron Man two last night, and the the shield leather bodysuits are so silly. Yeah, and they're still doing it on like Agents of Shield. It's like, why are you wearing that? It looks so yeah. hot and uncomfortable. Yeah, only uh, Ming Na Wen looks decent in the yeah. like because she at least looks like she's. But I don't want to see a Black Widow in anything other than a than her skin type. Well, uh, absolutely not. Edit boy. All right. The boys. early word on Cap is that it's really good. Yeah, yeah. that's what I hear. They're already planning the movie. They hired the directors. With back the director, I'm excited. Uh, well, that's let's conclude this episode so I can take a piss. This has been Laser Time. We appreciate you listening. Go to Laser Time Podcast. Find out more. There's a donate button. You donate it, whatever you want. Buy stuff through Amazon that supports us. Cost you not a fucking dime. T-shirts, other shows, someone help me. Laser okay. Time, all practical effects, by the way. Yes. <laughs> nice. All practical work. Uh, actually, uh, one of the episodes we've, we, we've recorded, I won't tell you which one, I was completely computer-generated the entire time. No. <laughs> no. no. It wasn't the usual uh, Elston puppet that is normally on the... What was that it was Al Pacino a, movie? How about that? God Simone? Simone. Simone. Now that You're here. lucky I'm here, brother. Uh, one day we should go back and remaster the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> considering <laughs> considering that's, the topic. That's definitely the loss. Cape Crisis <laughs> is a comic book podcast. Ah, yeah. And also, there's Cheap Popcast, the wrestling podcast. Listen uh, to the VG Empire, the video game music podcast, coming back in 2014. We've done a Parappa the Rapper, Um Jammer Lammy episode. Henry and Persona. I did a Persona episode covering one, two, three, and four, and Golden. And then uh, we just recorded another one. Uh, but last year, you can go to check them all out, uh, vgempire.com, and on Twitter. And Bandcamp, there's a wintry mix still there. Yeah, if you go to lasertime.bandcamp.com, uh, there's our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. commentary tracks for the first five episodes, which are problematic as all get out. Um, and then the VG Empire Wintry Mix episode, which is, you, it's a free episode that streams, but if you donate a buck or basically pay a dollar, you get my year, 24 pages of notes of VG Empire notes. Wow. Um, and I'll probably, I need to put the Batman Returns and all that stuff up there too, so sure. I'll get on that. Uh, uh, Video Game Apocalypse isn't my podcast, but I'm on almost every episode. Yeah, I just hit 50. Serious. That was really fun. Uh, and it was fun, and it's a year old now, and still going. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! After a whole Some, year. Sometime spanning two days. <laughs> All right, anybody got a song they want to take us out on? Uh... <laughs> yeah, fine. Can uh, you mash them up a la uh, Girl Party or whatever? We'll girl talk. Girl talk. We'll, I'll see if <laughs> such a thing exists. Let's roll that. Right <laughs>